Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we will continue our verse-by-verse study in the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verses 10 through 32. And we will also be in chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. The title of this sermon is, God Will, God Will. Here is the first half of this two-part study. Look at Genesis. We left off. Uh, we we come into it with post-flood, right? And and we're coming to into it. It's been a while since we've been in it. I think we started the summer series in June, and so we've been out of Genesis for some time. And uh, and so we we left off with the flood, a global flood. Um, and, and, and we talked about a young earth, uh, and, and so, and it's crazy because I was watching a video the other day that, that it was one that I remember seeing, and it's, it's a scientist who's an atheist, and she didn't want anything to do with revealing what happened in the study. They found the bones from, um, a dinosaur, and, and there was cartilage in the bone and and it was there's no way that can happen in millions of years the only way that cartilage can be in the bone it has to be within thousands of years which goes back to a young earth and she said she goes i'm an atheist i did not want to tell anybody this because this knocks knocks evolution and everything else right out the picture uh and and so we were dealing with all of that and then we left off with with noah making the mistake and getting drunk right and then uh and then his his son coming in and and kind of disgracing him and so this week when we get into uh genesis chapter 10 uh, ch- chapter 11 verse 10 uh we're actually going to be looking at the 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 genealogy of shem and the the important part of this is is that when we see this is that we see the messianic to jesus we're going to see that 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 path to the Messiah is through Shem. And so because it's kind of random when you jump into Genesis 11, you have the Tower of Bethel or Tower of Babel, right? And you have the Tower of Tower of Bethel, which is another thing, the Tower of Babel. And, and so you have everybody trying to uh, we're going to make a make this thing and we're going to be we're going to be we're going to have communication. We're going to be just like God. And, and nothing's changed. We're, we're seeing the same thing happen with, you know, I, I, I had somebody, I read something today, and the pastor said, well, you know, uh, you're, when you come for a teaching, you're not there to get the news. 
And I thought to myself, no, if you're teaching the Word of God, you should bring up things that are familiar from the Bible, like the Tower of Babel. You see that in AI today. AI is actually moving because the, the guy who created AI doesn't believe in God. And it's actually said that we can improve and make things better than God ever could, so there's no need for God. So that's no different than the Tower of Babel because that's the same thing they were trying to do. And so there's a correlation there. And, and, and that guy's in charge of the, the WEF's uh, AI. And it's scary to think that these people have that kind of power, but they do. And so we go over those things. If, if I'm in Scripture and I see something that, that ties in and we can see end times or prophecy and things that are going on, I want to definitely make sure that we, we go over those things. So what we see is the pathway for the Messiah. And so we have this, and I want you to think about this just for a second. This was written some 1,400 years before the Messiah ever shows up. And that's how important it is. And that's why Shem's genealogy is in here. It's kind of randomly put here. Right after the Tower of Babel, you're just like, what is going on? And, and so that's the beauty of it. It's going to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to the Messiah. And, and it goes back from the seed of the woman in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Then we see the, the seed of Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 7 through 8, it says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God uh, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of the sojourners, all the land of Canaan, for, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. We also have the seed of Isaac in Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. The Lord visited Sarah, and he said, He had said, and the Lord did to Sarah, and he had, as he had promised, and Sarah conceived and bore a son in his old age at the time which, was, which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of the son who was born, whom Sarah bore, his name uh, bore him Isaac. And we see Isaac is, is, is set to be sacrificed. And we'll go over the story as we get in further into Genesis. In Genesis chapter 22, verses 17 through 18. I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offsprings as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice. Then you have the seed of David. In Psalm 132 verses 11 through 18. The Lord swore to David an oath. Uh, a, a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of your sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimony, I shall teach them. Their sons also forever shall sit on the throne. For the, uh, for the Lord has the chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell. Forever I have desired it, and I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her, her poor with bread. Her priest I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. And there I will make a horn to sprout for David. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. His enemies will clothe 
I, I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. And, and then finally, Reuben, can you go see what's going on out there, please? Uh, just peek your head out the window. And then finally, we see the offspring of a virgin in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then we know the place of the birth of the seed in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, uh, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, for you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, who's coming forth from old, from the ancient days. And then we know that that was uh, listed in the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And you also have the genealogy of Je Jesus listed in Luke chapter 3, verses 34. The son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, and the son of Naor. And so the genealogy is, is, is unfolding before us. The bloodline of Jesus Christ, as, as we know that that was promised, was fulfilled. Jesus came. And so when we look at the genealogy of Shem, that's what you need to take from the genealogy of Shem, is that it, it ties into the messianic, the messianic uh, genealogy of, of Jesus. And so what I want to do is, because we've gone over a lot of these um, already uh, back in Genesis uh, chapter 10, I want to pick it up actually in verse 15. Uh, of, of Genesis eleven fifteen, it says, And after he begot Eber, Selah lived for a hundred and, and three years, and begot the sons and the daughters of Eber, lived forty years, and begot Peleg. And so the Jewish nation actually comes, as we look at the word uh, Eber, that's where we get the word Hebrew. That's why that word is important for us to understand the lineage of of the, uh, the dynasty and the, the Israelites and the Hebrew nation is there, right? And, and that's the beauty of, of understanding that it was God's sovereign design according to his, his infinite uh, knowledge that God would send his son to be a Jew, to be a Hebrew. And so he knew the lineage, he knew what he was doing. It's the main thing that we need to remember is that God is in control. Chaos may be surrounding us, but God is in control. And it may seem like, and, and man, I heard something this past week, and I heard a pastor talking, and we went to a, a revival Pastor Leonard had yesterday, last night. And Leonard's been at every one of our events. And so I was like, I got to show up at, because it was three nights and, and it was a revival. But this guy was 80 years old. Herman Kramer, great teacher of the word. But he looks like he's 60 years old. I was like, there's no way that dude's 80. And he had jet black hair. And I'm like, he's got to dye his hair. And so from the pulpit, he said, it was like, man, I'm just let you know I'm 80 years old. And he goes, and I've never dyed my hair. This is my hair. This is it. And I was like, man, I was like, praise God, man. But he taught the word of God and, and uh, shared in Daniel chapter 3. And I've heard, you know, we've taught it before as you're either in the valley, 
you're either coming into the valley in the valley or coming out of the valley and he did it with Daniel chapter 3 and he said you're either fixing to go into the fire or you're in the fire or you're coming out of the fire but one of the things I love that he said is when you're in the fire because he talks about when 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 Nebuchadnezzar looks in and says there's four and he goes but remember they were bound up when they went in they had liberty in the fire because they were with Jesus and I was like he goes but I can tell you he goes I lost my wife and he was on his way to go bury his nephew. Today, he's leaving today to go do that. He outlived his nephew, and he's got another funeral next week. And I was just like, man. But he is like, you know what? He goes, I, at the end of the day, I have been through many fires. And I feel like I'm in a fire right now. He goes, but why aren't we looking at the thing that gives us liberty? Jesus in the fire he goes i take my eyes off of it too he goes i cry out why i cry out he goes i uh, he goes i'm a pastor he goes i'll be honest with you when my wife died he goes i was a, a wreck for for months and question and question and question and he's like but you know what god hears you god wants to hear from you keep going to him you're not bound in the fire you're not bound in the fire you may have been tied up by the enemy and thrown in, but God has a different plan. And, and so that's one of the things I hope that y'all get from tonight's verses. Like when you get to the Genesis chapter 12, all you see is I will, I will, I will. Because he's God. He's God. God will. God will get you out of the fire. But it, like he said, like Brother Herman said, he goes, <laughs> when I was in the fire, that's not what I was thinking. And I understood. I was like, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I've never heard it put in Daniel chapter 3 that way. But I was like, man, it was really good. Really good. Me and Matt, Matt decided to come with me and my son. He's like, I'll go with you, Dad. And, and so we went and hung out. And, and, um, and was really blessed by the word because there was something I needed to hear. Now you see that in verse 26, you see, it says, Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Abram, Nahar, and Haran. So Terah was, was not following God. It actually uh, would have been an idolater. They lived in a very paganist area uh, of the world. Um, they would have been influenced by the Tower of Babel. Many people were influenced by the Tower of Babel. So they worshipped things like uh, the moon and the sun. Uh, they would worship uh, thinking they were goddess. And, and so for us, one of the things we see is that stuff still happens today. We still have people worshipping creation over the Creator. It's still happening today. And so nothing's changed Babylon is still happening in this world today. We're still worshiping the moon god and all these things, and let's get the crystals out, and let's, it's going to make me feel better. And as those things are, have no power. God has power. His word has power. It's understanding the Holy Spirit gives us power. 
those things, when we're worshiping the moon god or we're worshiping these other false gods, what we're doing is we're actually just falling into what Satan's plan is, is to worship false gods. And so we have to be very careful with those things, not to allow them in our lives. Uh, verse 27, in the genealogy of Terah, Terah begot Abram, Nahar and Haran, Haran begot Lot, Lot we'll deal with, and Haran died before his father Terah in his native land in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Nahar took wives, the name of Abram's wife was Sarah, and the name of Nahar's wife was Makah, and the daughter of Haran, and the father of Makah, and the father of Ishkah, but Sarah was barren. And she had no child. That's very important to remember. And we'll know, y'all know the story. Most of y'all know the story already that eventually she'll have a child. But she has to go through that period of not having a child. And, and you know, I, I, I can't speak on that. Because I, we had five kids. And it seemed like we weren't even trying. <laughs> and all five of them just popped out. And I've met people that have tried, that have done treatments that have done all this stuff to try to have kids just wanting to have a child and and they're barren but then God provides that for them and that's a beautiful thing and even when we read that portion of scripture when we get to that we'll see where where Sarah is actually given a child and 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 uh but at that age oh lord right and it's like man I don't know where she got her energy from but you know praise God uh, verse 31, Then Terah took his son Abram and his, his grandson Lot and the son Haran and his daughter-in-law Sarah and his son Abram's wife and they went out with them of, uh, from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and, and dwelt there. So God a- appeared immediately directly to Abraham. Now, He's in the midst of this, this crooked generation, and, and they're worshiping the moon, right? They're worshiping the moon, and, 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 and he's going to send them to, Can- uh, to Canaan. And that's where they were supposed to go, but they ended up in Haran. Now, when you read that, why is he in Haran? Well, in that culture, the father led everything. So uh, when Abram... Uh, was called, he would have went with his father. And then once the, the death of his father happened, the authority would have fallen now on Abram. And so Abram was now called to go. But that's not what God asked. God asked him to leave. He didn't do it, right? One of the things that's very important is as we are followers of Christ for us to remember in Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62, It says, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So he's saying, look, you you could be homeless if you follow me. Now, I was talking to uh, Pastor Hector today. They're going to Uganda. He's going to Uganda next year. And so they need a, uh, a well. The, the pastor who's there has no running water. In that little area, there's no running water. $3,500 to get running water. So I told him, I said, I don't know what the church can do, but we want to help with that. Because if we can provide water, think about it, how easy it is for you. Like we drink bottled water now. 
when we were kids, we drank everything out of the hose and the, I mean, you drunk all the plastic and all that stuff. But, you know, we have water at, at access in America, but we think we have it really bad. Can you imagine not having running water? That means there's no bathroom. There's no showers. You have to go get the water. And, and who knows where the water's at, right? You may have to walk two miles just to get buckets of water to take with you. And so when we look at this, I'm sure when that pastor thought about following Christ, he never thought, man, I'm going to be without water. And I'm sure f food is probably scarce too in that area in Uganda. But in here, he says, you could be homeless. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. We see the same thing with Abram. A Abram was told to go, but he stayed. And yet another, I said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say well to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow looks back as fit for the kingdom of God. Like, that dude is like, I'm going to go back so I can have my party before I leave, before I follow you. And we do this stuff. Like, for us, we do the same thing. Like, I'll follow you, Lord, but, you know, first I want to, I'll get to it when I'm, like, I, want, I just want to enjoy my life right now. And I did that for 39 years, so I know how that works. I'll follow you, God, but, man, I want to, I, when I get older. Right? We do that. But what is the cost? In Luke 14, verses 25 through 33, it says, Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That seems like that's a pretty big cost, right? Like he's got to come first in our lives. He goes on to say, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Another one, uh, otherwise, when he has, has laid the foundation and said, not, is not able to finish it, all, those, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. And that's a good example of us who begin to follow Christ and then we stop. Because the cost is heavy. And he goes on to say, Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate, uh, deliberate whether he's able with 10,000 meet, to meet him who's come against him with 20,000? And if not, well, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, one of, one of you who does not renounce all he has cannot be my disciple he's like look you're gonna you're going to war and you're not even evaluating because like that's what he's saying like you belong as you follow me as you die to self and you pick up your cross you're going into battle that's what we forget and and so it's you know for us that have been military it's easy for us to to comprehend this but for somebody who's never been in the military it's, it's hard to comprehend that you're going into the army of god like he didn't call you to be on the love boat he called you to the battleship
And, and that's where the, the, the disconnect can be sometimes. Now we know with Abram, he wasn't really converted until Genesis 15 verse 6. He was following, but he hadn't really truly given his heart to Christ or his heart to God. In that moment in Genesis 15, 6, it says, And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. We see that reference there of Abram's faith. This is the first reference of Abram's faith. And that word in the Hebrew for believed means to lean your whole weight upon it. With everything you have, you're leaning on God. All you have, everything that you have, you're just leaning on God. And he trusted him wholeheartedly. Now, was it perfection? No. Abram made a lot of mistakes. And we're going to go over a lot of those. But we see part of the issue with Abram is he was supposed to be somewhere. And he wasn't there. He was waiting. And we're going to see there's another problem as we get into it. But one of the things I love about Abram is, is that you'll, you'll see the falter. But you see him get up in faith and start following God again. And, and I've said this, and I'm going to keep saying this to you, and I know people get upset with me because I say you're, pre you're preaching too much grace, but there is grace for the journey. You are going to fall flat on your face. I don't care who you are as a Christian, but God is there with you. The moment that you confess and repent, God is there to help you. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times you can do all of that at our website uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at spotify audible tune in radio pretty much wherever you can find a podcast uh, you you can just type in sun salt and light and you'll find it 